As the phone was ringing, Oron was hopping with impatience. His mum passed the phone over to him and suddenly he felt nervous. Hello, said a voice on the other end. Uh, hello, said Oren. Um, my name's Oren. You phoned about my friends, Sneeze and Snoz. Oh, yes, said the voice on the other side. They're here and they're trying to find you, she said. Well, we're trying to find them too, said Oren. We've been trying so hard. We are so thankful that you found them. Where can we come to collect them, he asked. Sarah and David's mum gave directions and the boys got ready to go. Shall I bring you? asked Oren's mum. No, mum, it's fine, said Oren. It's not far. We'll cycle. It's not even near the road. And so Oren and Arthur jumped on their bikes and they cycled as fast as they could along the canal path. They cycled and cycled and cycled and cycled and cycled until they came to the boat. When they got there, they weren't quite sure what to do, for the door of the boat was already on the boat. Were they allowed to climb on, to knock on the door? Hello, they shouted from outside. It's us, Oren and Arthur. To begin with, no one heard them, and so they gently knocked on one of the little round windows. Oh, look, said David and Sarah's mum. I think it's your friends here, Sneers and Snoz. Sneers and Snoz got all excited, and Sneers pressed his nose up against the windows, and then they all steamed up from his excitement. Oh, it's, it's Owen, it's Arthur, they found us, he said. There was a scrambling, and the sound of locks and latches undoing, and then the door swung open. Hello, said Sarah. Come on in. Well, actually, she chuckled, you can't come on in because there's not enough space, but wait there, and I'll get Sneers and Snarls to come out. I'm Sarah, by the way, she said. Hello, said Oren. I'm Oren, and this is Arthur. Sis and Snoz bundled out the boat, shortly followed by David. Who are these? said David, switching back into his fierce pirate mode. Friend or foe? They're friend, David, said Sarah. Come on, drop the pirate act. They're here to come and get Sniz and Snoz. But Sniz and Snoz are my prisoners, said David. I won't let them go. Again, Sniz and Snoz were a little unsure about his play. They were pretty sure he was joking, but they weren't a hundred percent. Is he really going to keep us here forever? said Sniz. No, whispered David, but they don't know that. Luckily, Oren and Arthur both had little brothers, and they knew how to play this sort of game. Oh dear, fierce pirate, said Arthur. What will we give you in return for your prisoners? Hmm, said David thoughtfully. Well, I suppose I could exchange them for something, he said. How about a ride on that bike of yours? Of course, whatever you say, fierce pirate, said Oren. And so David happily exchanged Sneers and Snoz for a go on their bikes. The bikes were a little big for him and he wobbled a little bit uneasily next to the canal, but he had good control of it. When he came back, he was hot and flushed in the cheeks. Well, he said, I'll be sad to see you go, Sniz and Snoz, he said. I wish I could come with you. Me too, said Sarah. Aralan sounds magical. Well, said Sniz and Snoz, I suppose you could. Sorry, said a voice from inside. I'm afraid they can't. Oh, said Snoz, sounds like you can't. My mum is always doing that to me. 
You're not old enough. He's not safe. And not if I'm not coming. It's really annoying, she said. Sorry, we've got to go and visit Grandma today. There's no chance. Maybe sometime in the future, said their mama's voice from inside the boat. Both the children looked quite glum. And as Oren and Arthur cycled away with sneers and snores following them, the children looked sad to see them go. They were really, really nice, said Sniz. They were the only people in this whole land that didn't treat us horrid. They didn't run away, they didn't scream. Okay, if I'm honest, of course, David did catch us in the trap and, and treat us like prisoners, but he was the kind, kind of capturing kind of person, said Sniz. Just as they were beginning to walk away, a swan came gliding up the canal path, and Sniz suddenly got spooked. Ah, he said, no, it's one of them big scary birds, and he ran as fast as he could all the way back to the boat. Let me in, let me in, he said, it's one of them fierce creatures. The door swung open and David's relieved, grubby face greeted them. What is it? I'll protect you, he said. One of those big scary birds. They pecked me last time I came near them. Fear not, said David. I've got a secret, he said, and he pulled in close to Sniz's Noz. But if I show you, you must swear to secrecy. I don't know what swearing is, but I will not break your secret, said Sniz. Me too, said Snoz. They looked in the boat as he fished between the cushions around the table, and he pulled out a handful of marmitey toasty crusts. Shh, he said. I saved them up for the swans. He ran out the boat, and he threw the pieces of bread. The swans were quite happily distracted, and no longer were interested in sneers and snores and the boys. I'm going to miss you so much, said Sniz, and he gave a big furry hug to each of the children. It was nice that they came back briefly, but it made them going away even harder. Every five steps, Sniz turned around and looked at them with a sorry look in his face. Come on, said Oren, we've got to go. They're waiting for us on the island. Once they were out of sight of the boat, Sniz and Snoz could stop thinking about their new friends and start thinking about where they were going. So what's it like, said Sniz. I'm really excited. Is it scary? Did you see anything scary there? No, said Arthur. That's why we came and got you. There was nothing scary. We were just playing on a beach all day. It was sunny. There was nothing scary. Absolutely nothing. And we went all the way around the island twice. That does sound nice, said Sniz. I've never really spent much time on a beach before. Oh, you'll love it, said Oren. We were all there playing games like long jump and welly-wanging, and, and it was just magical. You'll love it. When they finally got back to the woods and back to the holly bush, the children turned the page to that little map at the beginning of the book. Right, said Oren. So, look, here's Smoles Island, and he pointed to the tiny fleck on the page. And right next to it, there's this fleck. And he was just about to say, there's this fleck, and point to the little island that he had made sure was there. But it was gone. There was no fleck, no other flecks at all on the map. Well, that's most bizarre, said Oren. I checked, he said. I checked before we left. There was a little fleck right next to Smalls Island, and that was our island. And I knew I could get there because I could imagine it because I had been there. But, but the fleck's not there, he said. Well, then how are we going to get there, said Sniz. To be honest, I don't know, said Oren. First things first, said Arthur, we need to take Sniz and Snores back to their parents. They're going to be worried. They know that we've lost them, 
and they know that we're looking for them. Oh dear, said Sniz, they know that we're lost. Well, yes, said Arthur, you've been gone a while. Yes, it's been a few days, hasn't it? So they turned to the page of the Redlands, and they looked at the Vulcan village. In a flash, they were there, and they ran down into the village square. Mum, Mummy, Dudley, said Sniz and Snod as they bounded in. Their parents were so glad to see them. Oh my goodness, they said, we've been so worried, where have you been? Well, said Sniz, the thing is, we got a little bit lost because we went and snuck out and tried to look for our friends and then we tried to find their house or the place that they lived and then we got really lost. But we met some really nice people and they lived on a on a boat, they was like pirates. To begin with they captured us but then they were really nice to us. And they had unicorns without horns and an invisible dragon that I wasn't so sure of. And, and Sniz was going to go on and on and on but his mama stopped him. Sniz, Sniz, she said. I'm just glad to have you back. My goodness, that's enough adventure for you for a long time. Oh, said Sniz. But, Mummy, I was going to go and play on a nice sandy island with my friends with nothing scary is. And that's really where I was going to go and then I got to be lost. But, Sniz, said his dad, how do we know that you won't get lost? Oh, yeah, there is that, said Sniz. Well, how about I promise that I won't go anywhere that Orin and Arthur are not. And if I get lost, then I'll I'll come straight back here. I know how to get back here now, you know. They looked at one another. They did like that their son was becoming more brave and adventurous. But they did worry about him. And me, said Snoz. Oh no, said their dad. You, dear Snoz, are too young. But Dada, she said, stomping her feet. I was fine before. I'm sorry, Snoz, he said. You are too young. You will have to stay here. Snoz was furious. She stomped off, kicking stones in all directions and pulling leaves off of bushes and throwing them on the ground. I feel really bad about Snoz, said Sniz. I'm just going to go and talk to her. He ran up behind his little sister. Snoz, he said. If you want, I'll stay behind. That's not fair. I'd be so sad if I was you. I'm furious, she said. They never let me go and do things. They never let me go, she said. Do you want me to stay, he said. She thought about it. Part of her wanted him to stay just so that she wasn't left behind. But then she thought of all the fun he could have and all of the stories he could come back with. (gasps) It's okay, she said. You can go. (laughs) But next time I want to come. Next time, Snoz, you will be older. And if I go there, and it's totally fine, and it's not scary and everything's fine, then I will come back and I will tell Mum and Dad that they have to let you go because it's totally fine. I'll bring you back something special, he said. I really will this time. And he bounded off to his friends. There's still the problem, said Oren, of how do we get to the island? I think, said Sniz, that me old friend Kester's the kind of person to ask about that. He might know. He didn't know how to find you when you were lost, said Oren. Yeah, but I was in your world and he's never been there. We's trying to get to somewhere in Aralan and he's an expert on that, don't you think? That is true, said Arthur. Come on. And so they went back to the Hollybush and then off to the Greenlands. It was so good to arrive at the Greenlands. They were always happy to go back there. When they found Kester, he was busy in the kitchen. 
There was a waft of hot air as he opened the oven and it smelt deliciously like Kinder Biscuits. Kesta, said Sniz as they entered the castle. Hello there, he said, wiping his hands on his apron. Nice to see you all and I'm glad you found Sniz. Where'd you find him in the end? Oh, said Oren, he was in our world. He'd found some people on a boat or something. Well, I'm glad to see you're back, Sniz. We was all worried about you, you know. I couldn't think for the life of me where you might be. Yes, we got a little bit lost, but I'm glad to be back, he said. And now we're going to go to an island with lots of beaches and lots of sunshine and nothing scary. I'm so excited. It's like I'm going on holiday. Well, said Kester, which island's that? Well, this is what I've come to ask you about, said Arthur. The thing is, there was an island right next to Smalls Island. And, well, we went there on a raft and I saw it on the map, only... Now it's disappeared from the map, and, and I don't know how to get back there. Do you have any suggestions, he said. Ah, oh, the islands, he said. They're a tricky one. They're never quite where you expect them to be. The only thing I can think of, he said, is that the sky gypsies might be passing that way soon. Maybe you could ask them to give you a ride. Who are the sky gypsies, asked Oren. Oh, the sky gypsies, said Kester. They're a sort of people that live mostly in the sky. They've got these massive, big... Like puffy things full of air, and they float across the sky. A bit like pirates do on boats, but they do it in the sky. They're nice folk, really. They don't really land in Aralan much, but they do pass over Indigo Mountain at about this time of year. They're migrating, somewhere warmer. Indigo Mountain, you say, said Oren. And how would I get there? Well, Indigo Mountain's in the Blue Lands. It's the biggest mountain in the Blue Lands. It's quite a climb. I wouldn't recommend it unless you're desperate. Do you really need to go to this place? Well, sort of, said Oren. Our friends are there, all of them. And we said we'd return and they're waiting for us. Well then, said Kester, I suggest you stay here the night. I'll pack you up some stuff and in the morning I'll point you in the right direction. Like I said, Indigo Mountain's a bit of a treacherous climb. There's some interesting phenomenon there that nobody quite understands. It's very easy to get lost. We must try, said Oren. So that night, they stayed with Kester at the Kinder Castle. It was nice to be there when everyone else was there too. They played with lots of the kinder children and it felt like coming home when they snuggled down into their bunks that night.